Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Monkeys Fighting Robots podcast with Matthew Sardo. Take your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ass. <laughs> Holy sh! They're actually monkeys fighting robots! You can follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots. And on Instagram at Monkeys Fighting Robots. Make sure to download and review our podcast from iTunes and Stitcher. And now, here's your host, Matt. Welcome to the 59th episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. I'm your host, Matthew Sardo. I'm also the co-founder of MonkeysFightingRobots.com. Are you prepared for today's podcasting experience? It's Football Friday. It's Friday. During football season, happy football Friday. Even though my Bears are 0-3, I'm like, we're going to go play the Raiders, and I'm still excited, and there's something about it that gets me excited about Sunday and watching football. It's magical what happens there. I mean, the Chicago Bears, it's all dumpster fire and clown college going on right now, but, I mean, the Mets made the playoffs for me, so I'm kind of happy about that. We'll see how that goes. They're playing the Nationals this weekend. That'll be fun. Not playing for anything. Maybe a little home field advantage. And see where they line up against the Dodgers. New York versus L.A. Can't get better than that. Hockey's right around the corner. Devils. So, I mean, this is a fall is a fun time because there's also TV shows are going on. Everything's coming back. New shows are starting. Lots of stuff moving and shaking. And some people love spring and summer. But for me, fall, that's where it is right there. And now that I live in Florida, I don't really don't care about winter anymore because that used to be the other part. You know, you're like, oh, fall is awesome. It's amazing up in Chicago. And then the Super Bowl would happen. And the Monday after the Super Bowl is the coldest day in Chicago ever because there's nothing happens until St. Patty's Day. You have a full month and a half of just freezing and boredom. And then once St. Patty didn't comes, even if it's like 20 degrees out, you're like, it's going to get warmer. I guarantee it. By July, it'll be warm again. And by July, it is. But the one thing I love about Chicago is, is no matter what happens after St. Patty's Day, we're just going to have a party every weekend. And they do. And it's awesome. And now that I live in Florida, it's kind of the opposite. Like, everybody's like, it's eventually going to cool down. And it never does. But once January hits, or even December, there's a party every weekend in St. Pete, Florida. So it's the reverse. Eh, I think I'm coming around to it. I'm very excited about today's show. Today's guest is Melissa Fumero from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Melissa plays Detective Santiago. The series has won two Golden Globes, two Emmys. A really funny show. And Andy Samberg does some really amazing stuff. A lot of really good writing. My favorite guy in the world, Terry Crews, is in it. Doesn't get better than that. Season three started last week when they killed off Bill Hader 15 minutes into the episode. Here today to give us the behind the scenes scoop on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Melissa 
Fumero. Melissa, thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matthew. You play Detective Santiago on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. How has your character evolved over the past two seasons? Um, You know, yeah, it's been fun to watch Amy sort of go from this extremely anxious, nervous, yet capable and confident detective to still confident and capable detective and just slightly less nervous and anxious, just slightly. Um, So, you know, she's definitely grown a bit, but she definitely has a ways to go still. (laughs) What are your expectations for season three? Gosh, I mean, I can't even, like, even attempt to imagine what the writers will come up with because they're so brilliant. Um, But I think it's going to be really fun to watch Amy in a relationship and navigating that, especially a relationship that takes place at work, um, which really kind of goes against her natural instincts to, like, mix work with pleasure. And her ever-evolving relationship with her captain and that sort of mentor-mentee dynamic they have, um, which in season three, they we sort of have fun with, um, you know, Holt is really dialed into the fact that Amy would do anything for him. And uh, he kind of uses that to his advantage. Like, season three is kind of Holt being aware that Amy can be his little, like, pet if he wants. I saw in an interview that you and Andy Samberg had chemistry straight from the screen test. Can you talk about that synergy? Yeah, it was, um, you know, I, when I found out I was screen testing with Andy, I was like, oh my God, like Andy Samberg from SNL, like this is, this is a major moment. Um, but we went in and he was so kind and wonderful and, um, we really just sort of, yeah, bounced off each other really well from the beginning. Um, we did an improv in the audition that went well, thankfully. Um, and, you know, he's just a super nice guy. He's really easy to work with um, because he's so generous and amazing. Do you guys ever go off script? And if so, how much? Yeah, we do. We sort of um, always do the scenes as scripted um, and, uh, and for a few takes, and then we'll sort of start playing with them and loosening them up, and we'll ad-lib and improv a little bit, or the writers will throw us some new jokes um, that they've come up with and try this and try that. And um, Especially when it's the Jake and Amy stuff, we play around with that a lot, especially tone-wise, you know, like, how romantic to get with it or how flirty to get with it and then how sort of jokey or competitive and teasing to get with it. And so Jake and Amy scenes tend to be shot with like a lot of different versions um, to see what sort of all melds together best for the episode. Do you ever look at those different versions and be like, hey, I want that one? Oh, gosh, no, I'm not privy to those. (laughs) (laughs) And thankfully, I, I... They are entrusted in the very, very capable hands of our producers and editors. (laughs) I received tons of questions from social media. Thanks for your retweet, by the way. Everyone wants to know (laughs) what the behind the scenes work environment is like. Yeah, it's kind of magical. Um, This is a cast that gets along really, really well. And that's something that a lot of people on television shows say, but like those people are lying. Like this is actually true on the show. Um, like we hang outside of work and 
bunch of us went on vacation together. Um, so it's, uh, it's a really kind of laid back vibe on set. We also have an amazing crew that's really wonderful and it's a lot of laughing and it's a lot of joking around and it's a lot of just, you know, trying to make the scenes good. And, you know, yesterday we had a day where we were on location and it was really hot out and we were doing all this like police stuff that was more technical and everyone was kind of getting like a little cranky even on set. But then we all sort of realized it and started poking fun of, at that and making jokes and making light of the fact that we're all in the heat sweating, like doing stunts over and over and over again. We're like, when do we get to do jokes again? Let's get back to the comedy. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty wonderful place to go to work every day, for sure. Speaking of the cast, is there anyone on the set that is more positive than Terry Crews? No. We often talk about that. We're like, who's the most positive person? Oh, it's Terry. That's right. That's right. Who's the nicest person? Oh, it's Terry. It's Terry. That's right. It's Terry. You know, and even the crew will like, we're like, who's on time the most? They're like, it's Terry. You know, who's the nicest to the crew? It's Terry. Like, she's <laughs> just across the board, like the most positive. He's just a big ball of sunshine, literally. Like just always smiling, always so nice, always so polite, always has energy. Um, you know, he's amazing, that man. Do you have a dream storyline for Detective Santiago? Oh, gosh. I feel like anything I would come up with would not even be as good as something the writers would come up with because they're always surprising me. Um... You know, there is an episode coming up uh, that is sort of something I've always wanted to see Amy do. And I can't say what episode it is because it'll totally, like, give it away. But let's just say that Amy, Amy gets to show off how smart she is in an upcoming episode. Okay. People no. will know it when they see it. No, your fan base is, is pretty rampant. The, the social... I had... I got like five marriage proposals to to through me to give to you on social media. So, <laughs> yeah, that happens sometimes. Thanks, guys. Already taken. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Do real detectives ever try to give you advice? Uh, no, that hasn't happened. I mean, we have real ex LAPD detectives that are consultants on set whenever we're doing police work or anything like that they're they're on they're there to make sure that you know it's somewhat grounded and as realistic as possible you know that we'll get away with on the show um but other than that no i'm still waiting it hasn't happened to me i think it's happened to a couple other cast members i'm waiting to actually be recognized by like a real police officer like when i'm in new york or something like a real nypd i'm like waiting for that moment hasn't happened yet I got this question on social media, and I really like it. If you could go back and recast yourself on the show, what character would you be? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I would maybe say, oh, gosh, it would kind of be a tie between Boyle because he Joe gets to do so much physical comedy um, that's really, really fun on the show. I mean, he does everything from like really fun police stunts to like really funny comedy, like Pratt falls and stuff to, uh, and Gina, 
I mean, the things that Gina gets to say, her one-liners are amazing. And she just really gets away with, like, being the sort of mean person who's not really mean, but just, like, has a unique way of thinking and speaking. Um, And I just think that that would be a really fun character to play. What has been the biggest surprise working on the series so far? You mentioned the writers before that they always come up and surprise you with great lines and everything like that. But is there anything else about working on a a sitcom that has surprised you? I guess what's been surprising is just how incredibly nice and collaborative everyone is. Um, You know, it's, I guess, sort of the um, experimenting side of comedy, right? Comedy is so subjective. And so what could be funny to you is not necessarily funny to me. And so um, when you're shooting a comedy, uh, you definitely have to really explore, like, what are all the shades and colors of that can make something funny? And that's been incredibly satisfying um, and something that I didn't necessarily think of going into it and was pleasantly surprised to find and see as part of the process of really, because I've never been, like, this immersed in comedy. And I've just, that's probably been my favorite and most fun part of the job. Melissa, my time is up. Thank you, and best of luck with Season 3. Thank you so much. That was Melissa Fumero, and you can watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine Sunday nights on Fox right after you get done watching football. It's like right there. Logic Ape on YouTube put together all the sex tape jokes from Brooklyn Nine-Nine in a nice compilation. If you're not familiar with this, if you haven't watched the series, here is two minutes of Golden Television. I know that you hate Halloween, but stick with me and I promise you, you will love it. Can you magically make everyone kind, sober, and fully dressed? Kind, sober, and fully dressed. Good news, everyone. We found the name of Santiago's sex tape. I'm sorry about tonight. I'm sorry about tonight. We found the title for Santiago's follow-up sex tape. (laughs) I'm horrible at this. When can we stop? I'm horrible at this. When can we stop? I know, I know. Title of my sex tape. Yeah, well done. Title of my sex tape. Well, thank you for saying that. Just as long as we're clear that I'm with someone and nothing is going to happen. I'm with someone and nothing's going to happen. Name your sex tape. He's back. (laughs) Fine. Get my stuff, but this better not bite me in the ass. Better not bite me in the ass. Name your sex tape, but seriously, thank you so much for your help. I can't reschedule. I have tickets to a TED talk on power poses and getting what you want by using your body. Uh oh. Hope it doesn't get too sexual. Uh oh. I hope it doesn't get too sexual. Title of your sex tape. But seriously, what is taking so long? Also, the title of your sex tape. Yeek! Blast of cold air coming out of that box. Name of Amy's sex tape. Hey, man, come on, not cool. I'm going through something. Just let me have this one. Hey, uh, now that it's just us, there's a thing I wanted to say. Uh, does a uh, you? Why doesn't your mouth work? Why doesn't your mouth work? Title of our sex tape. What? Your sex tape. What? No. I love guns. I'm gonna make such a good dad. Not even gonna touch that. The Amy Santiago story. You can't give up control. You're terrible at taking your primary's orders. You just do whatever you want. I could go on and on and on. It's something no lover of yours has ever said. It's not your fault. I was terrible. It's not your fault I was terrible is also one of your sex tapes. 
Halloween is unbearable, but it was slightly less unbearable with you. Don't. After having a great conversation with Melissa about Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it made me think about the sitcom and where we used to be to where we are now. You got Modern Family going crazy. Two broke girls. You got Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I'm trying to think of Curb Your Enthusiasm. There's tons of these that are going on, but I was trying to think about like what the great ones are. And I want, I loved a lot of bad television. So for me, it was like Wonder Years, Dookie Hauser. That was my wheelhouse. And I know a lot of TGIFers are out there and they had their full house. And, and what else is a step-by-step? Oh, the code man. Can't mess with the code man. Well, we're talking about like great ones here. It's tough because I was looking and researching on like the greatest sitcoms of all time. And that's all over the board because everybody, like Melissa said, comedy is different for every different person. You know, uh, Bernie Mac was really funny to me and for somebody else, it might go over their head. I found a decent list on IMDb and they start off at Modern Family at top 10. Then it goes Roseanne, The Mary Tyler Moore Show, Friends, MASH. Cheers, I Love Lucy, All in the Family, The Cosby Show, and Seinfeld. Seinfeld, the show about nothing. We know that's an amazing show because it lasted so long and we quote all the shit and it did spinoffs and everything like that. All in the Family, I remember being a little kid watching that on reruns and being like, what the heck is going on in the world? I was more of a Jeffersons fan and that was kind of a spinoff from there. I Love Lucy. Tons of reruns on that. Watched a lot of it. As a little kid, I'm like, why is it in black and white? And then I watched Colors. Like, oh, this is horrible. Cheers. I really like Cheers. Cheers was that show when I was growing up. My parents were like, you're not allowed to watch Cheers because it was on like, I don't know, it came out at 9 o'clock. And they're like, no, you can't watch that. You can watch Cosby Show and whatever came after the Cosby Show. Maybe Alf? I can't remember. But Cheers didn't let me watch. But I really enjoyed watching that. MASH? I watched a lot of MASH at reruns. And that was always an interesting show because I was like, this is supposed to be a comedy, but it's really serious. And I don't know what's going on with Klinger. And as a young kid, that's a very confusing show to watch. Friends, that was that was in my wheelhouse of what's going on. Everybody loves Friends. The theme song was like number one on the radio. And that's usually a bad sign when they're playing the song everywhere. Everybody's talking about Friends. It's just everywhere. It just kind of, it was kind of pre-internet. I think actually there's a video with Jennifer Anderson and somebody else from the Friends cast explaining the internet to somebody else. I think it's like an AOL tutorial. It's a, it's a, yeah, Google that. That's, that's a interesting. The Mary Tyler Moore show, I never really watched. I, it was, there's something about that 60s, 70s. I mean, I watched the, there's a weird turning in that movie where I think that humor just, you know, when you're a little kid, just goes over your head. So I'm sure if I watch it now, I'd be like, oh, that's pretty amazing. Because I really like Taxi. I feel like Mary Tyler Moore was like a little bit before Taxi. But Taxi for me was amazing. Roseanne. Everybody watched Roseanne. I never got into Roseanne. Again, that was probably because I was watching Wonder Years and Dookie Hauser. I still think that was the same station. That was still ABC. I don't know. Must have been doing something. Playing Little League or something that day. Modern Family. Everybody likes Modern Family. It wins too many awards. I know it's well written. There's a lot of good stuff on. But there's also a lot of good stuff going on right now. Like, you know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. What, what did they miss? Bernie Mac. I mentioned Bernie Mac. Uh, Big Bang Theory. I'm not a fan of that show. How I Met Your Mother. Not a fan of that show either. I know people love those two shows. CBS Comedy for me. 
two broke girls I like, but CBS, there's something about CBS comedy that I just don't get. It could be the laugh tracks or what's going on there. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that was amazing. That was a good time. I remember when that first came out and watching that opening for the first time and being like, hey, this is a really good show. Happy Days, that's another one. Sanford and Son, The Jeffersons, Taxi. I Again, for me, if you, you know, you're a fan of Always Sunny in Philadelphia or The League or trying to think of what else, I feel like Taxi is what started the crazy sitcoms. You had Andy Kaufman in it, uh, Christopher Lloyd, Danny DeVito. It's, the cast in that is, like, amazing. And I think it's more, it's like, Cheers had Woody Harrelson. I'm trying to think of who had the most insane cast that just kind of grown. Because usually most of the sitcoms is like one person, comedian, and then they kind of build off of there. But if you, Tony Danza was in Taxi. I think Taxi has the most complete roster of comedic talent on there. And for me, I'd have to have Taxi be my number one sitcom of all time. If you have a sitcom that you love and you think this is the best one ever, let me know. Talk to me on Twitter, Facebook, a website, comment below. You can comment on SoundCloud. Yeah, definitely comment on SoundCloud. Give us your top 10 sitcoms of all time. Hey, Matt, we survived another episode. Oh, no! Once again, there are several ways to continue the conversation after the show. Follow us on Twitter at monkeys underscore robots. You can look at all our silly photos on Instagram at monkeys fighting robots. You can follow me on Twitter at Matthew Sardom. The biggest compliment we receive is when the subscriber number goes up on SoundCloud. Also, if you have a chance, rate our show on iTunes. If you have an Android device, listen to the show on Stitcher. There's also this great app called TuneIn. Listen to every radio station in the world, plus the Monkey's Funny Robots podcast. That's the important part. The podcast, listen to that. Then you listen to the rest of the stations in the whole entire world. Okay, Lunchbox, let's try this again. There are so many people that made the 59th episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots a success. Special thanks to Melissa Fumero for calling the Monkeys Fighting Robots hotline. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, shout out. Jeff Shade is the creator of our amazing intros and outros. Jessica Wynn designed the Monkeys Fighting Robots logo. Are you a monkey or are you a robot? The staff visual realm built our website and keeps it up and running. To all my friends, family, and the interweb, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Monkeys Fighting Robots. At Colorado State University Global Campus, online education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. Get an interactive education that's built for working adults like you and that employers demand. Explore your options at csuglobal.edu. Up to 70% off. That's right, at Court Furniture Clearance Center. Get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99, bedroom sets from $399.99, dining sets from $299.99, and more. All items are court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off.